Welcome, future producers, to episode 215 of the Nerd Extravaganza podcast, where every week we exemplify productivity in order to secure our place in the future. I'm Tom. I'm Brian. And I'm Cam. And this week we'll be revisiting the theme of a highly automated future wherein people have less to do, less toil, because machines have taken a lot of that load away from us, let's say. And uh, this time, though, we're going to consider it from the perspective of the actual producers, the Starfleet officers uh, of our hopefully not too distant future. We kind of beat up what we figured the uh, lazy people would be up to last time. And uh, I admit that's probably easier because <laughs> that seems to be the default human uh, state. But this time we're going to be a little more uh, aspirational if that's or inspirational. So should be a good episode. Before we get into it, though, I will remind you not to be lazy and to secure your place in the future by liking our pod... Well, I guess you can't really like it. By giving us maximum stars on iTunes and giving us awesome reviews. If you do not, we will not let you join us in our utopian future. And that's... I don't want to speak for the whole group. I assume you guys are on board with that threat. For sure. Excellent. Anyway, with our plugs out of the way, let's kick things off in our usual futuristic nerd extravaganza style with our look at the past with the weekly geekly, geekly weekly update. And I'll go first, just to let everybody know, I got a dog this week. Uh, All right. Yeah, we rescued, we rescued a puppy. And he's adorable. And I don't really know that that's geeky, except that I'm now trying to figure out how to get gadgets and other things uh, that are dog related. And it seems, it turns out dogs are kind of organic and just require food and toys. So um, short of maybe a GoPro or something that you can mount on the dog, I'm not sure how I can gadgetify him. Canine cosplay. Ooh, canine cosplay might work very nicely, actually. You got to get him a saddle and like Star Wars figures on his back. Love it. There we go. That's his role. That's his new role. Um. He has inspired an episode, though. I think we're going to do a fantasy pets episode next week. We kind of discussed so for sure. Direct tie into the show. Um, apart from that, um, I don't view car buying as particularly geeky. But when you hear the type of car we got, you'll you'll definitely agree. We got a smart car, one of those little smart car vehicles. Wow! Nice. Yeah. Definitely some kind of a nerd or geek if you ride one of those. It's not the high-tech hybrid or plug-in vehicle that I'm dreaming of, but um, it's just a very small car with a standard internal combustion engine, but it's extremely fuel efficient. And uh, we've enjoyed driving that for the past week. So a new dog, new car. And I can't really add much in the way of traditional geekiness to that. I've just been too busy to to play games or anything. The nuisance of uh, traffic safety. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, uh, I can't say I'm surprised, but people are way more into like, well, you don't really belong in that lane. Let me just cut like stuff they would never do to another car. Like you're occupying your space in traffic. They just don't respect it. Like nudge you out of the way almost. It's it's really weird how people's animal instincts kick in. <laughs> um, I drive the larger car and people behave one way toward me. I drive the smaller car and it's tailgating and cutting me off and like all trying to pass me and like just be very aggressive people on the road are complete uh beasts so self-driving car mandatory can't come here soon enough 
Um, you should have to get a special operator's license to drive your car, as we discussed last time. To be, if you want to be Will Smith in, uh, oh, what the hell was that movie? I am robot. I am a robot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I robot, not I am robot. Right? Uh, yeah, you need a special license. I just watched that again recently. Did you just did you see it on the cable? No. It, the, uh, <laughs> it was on cable like last weekend. Does it hold up though, or <laughs> hold up? Christ. Yeah, I don't know if it was ever. <laughs> Up, up to begin with, but yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> wait, what do you mean? It was never up to be. You agree, Brian? It was never. It can't hold up when it wasn't up. I like that. That, movie. that I that was very rough. That was like when I was starting to like Will Smith because his like annoying like antics had subsided. Like the Fresh Prince was kind of leaving his persona at last, having overstayed its welcome. I mean, I think good actors can have misses. That was just not a a, a great narrative, in my opinion. Hmm. I was an Adidas commercial. <laughs> Wait, was there a lot of Adidas no, going con, on? Con, no, Converse, Converse, I think. Converse. Didn't he actually stop to, like, pump up his shoes at one point? Like, I got to outrun this robot. Give me a second. Pump, 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 pump. <laughs> like, no, I, I think um, he, uh, his, like, I know I know there was a part where, like, his grandma was like, what's on your feet? And he's like, oh, brand new Converse All-Star circa 1996 yeah. or something like that. <laughs> oh, my God. In stores now. Yeah. I know it was definitely an Audi commercial because the retro car he was driving oh, was yeah. an Audi. Definitely an Audi commercial for sure. But then again, Independence Day was a Reebok commercial. Remember, remember, there's a kid in the movie, like the, the his stripper girlfriend's kid, who I just called Little Re because like that kid was head to toe Reebok gear. <laughs> Don't forget Max. Wait, from wait, I don't think I get the reference, Brian. Macintosh? Oh, that's... The Macintosh saves the world? Max? Yeah, yeah. They and you remember the stripper girl? Like, the, the... the Okay, so the stripper girlfriend had the stripper, like, female friend... Yes. ...that went to the party to welcome the aliens. Yes, and got killed, yeah. And they nuked the building? Yeah, yep. That was the IBM building. Oh, wow, that was a really pro-Mac... Uh... The aliens were... Per- the aliens used Macintoshes and targeted IBM before anything else. <laughs> the White House and IBM were the first things they blew up. That's pretty hilarious, actually. I did not realize that. I I was just so happy to see those partygoers killed that I didn't really care. Like <laughs> the people that behave that way in the face of an alien invasion deserve death. Wow, that's kind of an aside, right? So, uh, <laughs> Independence Day two coming to a theater near you. That's the end of my update. Cam, why don't you let us know what you've been up to? Sure, uh, man. I finished um, the Way of Kings. Ah. By Brandon Sanderson, awesome book. I really enjoyed it. I also finished the his fourth Mistfall book, uh, the Alloy of Law, which is like three hundred years in the future from the original Mist book. Mist, uh, Mist, did I say Mist book? Mistborn trilogy. Um, so I finished that fourth book. Uh, probably start on the fifth book soon. Um, I'm actually in the middle of the sequel to the way of kings uh uh, right now though so um, and that's like huge so it'll probably take me at least another week to get through that but um uh got some nerd reading done um there's a local group called the adria group i don't know if you guys have ever heard of them Mm. um they do like renaissance fair recreations and things like that um and, uh, well, you know, they do a lot of like the combat and, 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 you know, sword play and all that stuff at different Ren fairs, things like that. Yep. And, um, they had an event on Saturday at a park here nearby. And the companion and I went over there and, uh, 
It's a great group of people, man. Just really cool, laid-back, nice people. They welcomed us with open arms. We have a friend, Tim, who uh, who does some of the combat there with them. He's part of the group. And um, it was awesome. We, we did archery. We, uh, you know, did the... Uh, some rapier, uh, rapier sparring. We did, uh, you know, just a bunch of outdoor, cool, renaissance activities. It was great. They had a barbecue. It was a really fun time. Um, then we, uh, that night, it was a, uh, one of our buddies, uh, birthdays. So we went out and they're all, uh, you know, our, our, it was a lot of gamer nerds basically. And we ended up going to this place, uh, in downtown Hollywood called Social Room, which, you walk into it and it's sort of like a hipster bar. They're playing like, you know, like sort of pseudo techno hip hop music or whatever. But then, but then you go in the back and they have this awesome, uh, like just gaming area. Really? They have like this, they have, they have this huge, like life size connect four game. Wow. They have like <laughs> huge, like life size Jenga. They had, I mean, they had like cornhole and other like bro kind of games, but like then they had, you know, they just had a bunch of like other fun, like, Little tic tac toe games. They had a bunch of like Uno stacks everywhere. You could play Uno. Um, so it was really cool. Like we all hung out in the back. It was a nice night. You know, uh, people had, had a bunch of drinks and played, played nerd games. It was cool. Nice. Um, what a so great that, idea. Yeah, that was fun. And then, uh, Sunday, I started my new Pathfinder ah, campaign. Finally. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, our same Tim, our buddy is the DM. And, uh, he set it in, in Westeros, 300 years in the past. So it's sort of a Game of Thrones RPG, but with, based on the Pathfinder system. So I am a Hedge Knight, Sir <laughs> Narmak. I am a, uh, Tully Bannerman. And, uh, but I'm basically a Hedge Knight because my, uh, my heir, you know, my family pissed away all their money. And so I've got to roam the countryside of the north. And uh, offer my services to whoever will have me, and uh, so that's how it's going. We we had our first day, you know, we created our characters. Um, Tom, I don't know. Do you have you ever used Hero Lab? No, I have not. No. Oh man, gone are the days. Like when we first started, we had like these like, you know, I don't know anyone who's done Pathfinder like recognizes these like these like character stat sheets, you know, oh, when you, yeah. fill out your, you have to like, yep. you know, what's your name, what's your strength, decks, you know, all that stuff. This Hero Lab uh, software is amazing. You just put it all in, um, and then that's it. You start the campaign, and like, whatever happens, you just put into the computer, and it updates everything for you. So it'll tell you like, okay, you're equipped with this, and you're, you're fighting this monster or whatever. And so you have plus five dexterity or you have plus five, whatever it is. It just does all the calculations for you. And then you just, all you basically have to do is roll the dice. And it, and it, 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 and it, it, like, for me, it wasn't so much that. Like, I don't mind, like, doing the calculations, but the, the, the real value is it just constantly updates. So, like, if you get a new piece of equipment, if you get a new blessing or whatever it is, it just automatically updates your stats and just keeps it saved as you, as you're going, you know, through your campaign. So when we meet in a week or two weeks, we don't have to like go back and be like, oh, what was my strength again? What was my, you know, it's got it all set up for you on, on the program. That's awesome, man. That's cool. Yeah, so, so anyone engaging in a Pathfinder campaign, or I would highly recommend picking that. It was like 30 bucks, but I mean, it's totally worth it. It gives you two licenses so you and a friend can use it. And uh, I mean, it just, it's well worth the hassle. And, or it's well worth the money for, to avoid the hassle, I should say. 
And that was it. That, that was that was my week. Sweet, man. That sounds pretty cool. And for those of you who are audio, uh, well, audio listeners as opposed to video listeners, who were wondering what all that wrestling was, Cam was showing us the now uh, anachronistic character sheet of old, which will never be used again thanks to this software. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Not well, by me anyway, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we're... we're we're tree free. We're we're cyber gamers, so yeah, we're yeah. good. Brian, man, what about you? What have you been up to? A lot of video game excitement this week. Uh, the the last DLC for Witcher Three, oh. uh, I think it's called Wine and Blood, Blood and Wine, something like that. That uh, that came out. Uh, really liked that game. Witcher Three was really good game. Like. Role playing, good combat, huge world. It's uh, Skyrim esque with uh, with great characters. I, I can't wait to like delve into that. Um, probably m- my absolutely favorite game of all time has gotten a PlayStation Four uh, rebook re- reboot. Uh, Odin Sphere. Oh yes, yes, yes. I'm excited and, about that. Yeah, I I am getting that tomorrow. I think it came out yesterday, so it, it shipped and it will be here. I of course got the storybook edition with like I don't know a T-shirt, a poster, art book, uh, metal slipcase, like the whole deal. Of course. Um, and I actually I used uh, Amazon Prime. I don't I don't know. Um. I don't know if people like know all the benefits of Amazon Prime. If you pre-order any video game or if you get any video game in the first, I think, 14 days of its release, Amazon Prime users get 20% off every single video game. Yes, yes, that is a badass benefit. Yes. I, I did not know that and I went to order it and it was but my total was like so much less and I was like, oh, I wonder what went wrong and... Nope, you just get twenty percent off. So, God, Prime definitely going to pay for itself this way. Awesome, man! Nice. I'm glad you're into Prime. I'm glad you're into Odin Sphere. Still, I need to pick that up. And, um, well, I, I, I cannot believe how beautiful it must be on a PlayStation Four. It was beautiful. That game yeah. looked amazing on what was PlayStation Two, wasn't it? Yep, yep. Toward the end of its life cycle, if I recall. Yep. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic looking. And uh, I actually I got I, I, I mentioned before the uh, the shelf that I am working on. I finished the shelf and was getting ready to install it. I was actually letting the the, the color the shellac varnish whatever dry on it, and I just had this crazy idea since it's kind of like a, a hutch that goes over things. Um, I looked online. Do you guys have any idea how cheap LED lighting is? Oh, it's super uh, cheap. Dirt cheap. Super cheap. Yeah. Awesome. I got, I think, 15 foot of LEDs for like six bucks. Yeah. Wow. So wow. I just lined the the shelf with, with LEDs, and now I have like this amazing uh, keyboard cubicle. It, it's great. I love it. And I cannot believe how easy it was and how cheap it was. I may never buy another lamp again. <laughs> and if anybody needs like 13 feet of LEDs, like five bucks. 
I got to swing by and uh, check that out, man. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Anything else? That's that's it. If you guys will permit me, I have an addendum to mine, and you reminded me of it with a- with Amazon, Brian. So if you'll just humor me for a second, I every once in a while something happens, or like you know, the as your body breaks down as you get older, like memories come flooding back that you'd forgotten from years ago. Uh, I guess. Um, something like short-circuited in my brain, and I suddenly remembered my original Amazon.com password, which I, when I recreated, oh my God. when I recreated my account quite a few years back now, I couldn't remember it, so I just made a new one with my Hotmail account. Well, something just clicked, and I'm like, "Hey, I remember my old Amazon account." As like I said, brain cells are dying, and I'm probably on my way out. And uh, I don't know what else accounts for this, bolt from the blue. So I, I go to Amazon.com and I put in my old AOL email and it logs in and I, it says last purchase, you know, was like 1999. <laughs> and my first purchase was in December 1998 where I bought a book by Michio Kaku, the uh, scientist and science writer called like Hyperspace where he talks about, you know, how, how we're going to advance to a higher tier civilization and so on. Um, it was because we were entering a new millennium, so those books were all the rage. And uh, yeah, so my my only two purchases on that account were December of nineteen ninety eight, that book, that kind of futurist book by a, an award winning physicist, and a physics book um, for college, which was just like a bunch of exercises to run through. Um, because I remember there weren't enough exercises in the textbook, so we found this this really great supplemental book to run you through a bunch of physics exercises because physics is a thing you have to do at least for me you had to do a lot of practice to really understand how to apply the things you were learning um so i think that qualifies me as nerdy i think (laughs) Uh, all three of those things finding the account and my first two purchases being kind of geeky books geeky nerdy books so um there you go my nerdy bona fides are intact let the world know. That's the, uh, the 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 guy with the long hair, right? Is yeah, she, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, kind of. I like him. He's good. Yeah, he's like I would put him on par with like Neil deGrasse Tyson and, and, and sure. Bill Nye and those guys. So, um, yeah, pretty awesome. And that's it. That's it for my revisited update. <laughs> and uh, with that done, Cam, I think we should probably share news with our audience. I think it's time for the news extravaganza. Let's do it. Uh, speaking of Adidas, Brian, or, or Converse, or whatever it is, uh, today, Same thing. did you guys know today is World Oceans Day? No. It is. And um, Adidas has this new robot army that's making all of their shoes, and they have come out with a shoe that is essentially made out of uh, ocean garbage. Oh. So they're taking all the ocean garbage and they're dumping it into a big machine and the machine is spitting out new Adidas for people to buy. Um, I, I guess the stitching is made from discarded fishing nets um, and, you know, all the other stuff is sort of congealed together and, you know, it's basically repurposed to make their shoes, which is good. So, two, you know, two good things for Adidas. One, they're, you know, cleaning up the oceans and two, they're not using, well, conceivably, they're not using... Uh, you know, twelve-year-old kids to make their shoes. I mean, who, knows, <laughs> who, who knows who's making those robots, though? You know what I mean. But uh, you know, so you know, good on you, Adidas, if, if that uh, if that works out. Um, speaking of 
space, we were talking about space a little earlier, the um, Mattel has come out with a Star Trek Barbie set. Oh. So basically the whole bridge crew from the original series, uh, Kirk, Spock, Uhura, all those guys, they are now Barbies, and they are they come in a really cool, like, bridge. They have, it's like a really cool, like, bridge scene. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a diorama of the actual bridge. Um, so instead of, like, Barbie's Playhouse, it's like Barbie Bridge of the Enterprise. That's uh, cool. W- with all of the uh, the bridge crew. It's pretty awesome. So um, Which like, Enterprise? I don't know which one. But, <laughs> uh, that might be my first ever Barbie purchase. Well, to be fair, a lot of the crew are Kens, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's see here. Um, I'm going to save two of these... Uh, two of these stories for the end. Uh, okay, FBI. The FBI is working on software that will track and link people based on your tattoos. So, the whole, you know, pseudoscientific, you know, old school movies where, like, people have barcodes and all that stuff, that's not as out of the realm of possibilities as we think. Um, and we may be basically barcoding ourselves by getting tattooed. Um, so I'm not telling anyone not to get tattooed. I'm just saying that it may be may make it a little easier for the uh, FBI to track you in the future. Wow, that's kind of scary. Yes. So you useless eaters. Um, <laughs> um, so speaking of useless, um, you know, you guys know I'm an attorney, and you guys know I like to sort of bring in the weird, like, legal issue uh, things. Uh, I found a story about a guy in Indiana who sold a printer on eBay. So he sold he sold the printer for 40 bucks, right? This guy, Gersh Zavodnik in Indianapolis, uh, sued him in small claims court for $6,000 saying that the 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 printer didn't work and that it didn't live up to his expectations and so and so now he should be entitled to $6,000. So, apparently this guy is, like, a professional, like, that's what he does is his job. He just, like, buys stuff and then just sues people and just tries to get extort, basically extort, extorts money out of them through the legal system, uh, which makes me sick because you need, have, you need to have a law, you got to go to law school to do that, all right, guys? <laughs> uh, no, but, uh, so basically, he, the case got kicked out of small claims court. Then he brought the case into the Supreme Court of Indiana. Um, and claim, it basically bumped it up then to a $600,000 case and was suing him, sending him letters saying, you owe me $600,000 for my emotional distress and the trauma and all this stuff that you gave me because of this $40 printer that you sold me. Um, apparently there's some funny law in, in Indiana that if you don't respond to someone's letter, it's sort it's like an admission of, of that you like, basically you're admitting that like what they're saying is true. So, this guy got this guy got stuck because in court a judge said, "Well, you didn't respond. You didn't tell him that you didn't owe him the money. So we're, we're going to hit you with a, you know you, basically you're guilty or you know you're liable." And awarded this guy Zavodnik thirty thousand dollars. Jesus Christ! For a forty dollar printer. Luckily, the guy went back to court, got got it thrown out. The appeals court was like, "This is ridiculous. This guy's an asshole." You know, I mean, I'm sure they didn't say this guy's an asshole, but I'm saying he's an asshole. Uh, but uh, 
Uh, well, actually, no, I'm not saying he's an asshole. You're there, I'll probably sue me. You're not an asshole, sir. You're a great person. Uh, I'm not defaming you in any way. I'm just reading the story. Uh, <laughs> but uh, basically, the uh, um, uh, they, they threw out the case. The problem is he ended up with $12,000 in legal, fee- legal fees. God. So, you know, if you take out the 40 bucks you got from the printer, it's 11960 bucks in the hole, plus all the aggravation and all the whatever. That, it seems to me like, Cam, I, I actually read this story and, God, I, I, I oscillate between, like, thinking, like, lawyers do great work standing up for the little man against the big, like, you know, rotten, no good person with power and money. And, God, I just want to kill them. Like, because, although this guy's not really a lawyer. No, he's a, he's a, he is an absolute, no, he's not a lawyer. He's a pro se litigant, which means he's just, a, because you can, you can file a lawsuit on your own. You can defend a lawsuit on your own. You right. don't need a lawyer to do that. Um, so it, it's had there was no lawyers involved ex- as, as far as I understand, except the lawyer that represented the guy that was getting sued for for a bit. You know, he's I, I he's kind of a all right. He's not the stereotypical sleazebag lawyer, but he's a sleazebag lawyer in spirit. I'll say right. You know what I mean? And uh, not not to take away from your profession or lawyers <laughs> in general, but it, the 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 other end of my oscillation is I just want them dead. <laughs> And, um, like, just hearing abuses of the legal system like that make me, like, have contempt for it in my heart. I mean, I, I get it. Like, okay, so if the printer didn't work, fine. Get your money get back. Your, get your money back. Maybe a little extra to if something happened that caused you to lose business or something. I don't know. That's fine. I'm not telling that, you know, I'm not saying that this guy's lawsuit was completely, you know, had no basis. Maybe it did have basis. Maybe the printer didn't work and maybe he was entitled to some money. But, like... Come on, man. $600,000? Even nah. the $6,000 Six thousand, yeah. doesn't make sense. And then 600000 and then 30000 Like, No, he's, they, they were saying in the article that he has he's a habitual abuser of the system. And I just think, like, let me ask you this. Like, at a certain point, can this get before a certain judge who just says, you know what, not only are you not awarded anything, you're going to pay for this guy's court costs. Is that something that could be done? I mean, in Florida, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know Indiana law. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know what, like, the ba- I didn't read the case. I just read the article. You know, again, I'm not getting legal advice. I'm not making any legal opinions. But I just, just from what I read in the article, it, it seems like there must have been some basis in law for him to get that $30,000 judgment because, you know, judges are smart people. They're not dummies. You, you know what I mean? Like, there must have been some sort of loophole or some sort of, not even loophole, just some some sort of basis in the law because this guy ignored it or, you know, the defendant, I mean, ignored the case or I don't know, maybe, you know, it was a default. Ju- I, I don't know what it was, but there must have been some reason that the guy ended up with the $30,000 judgment. And then obviously the appeals court looked at it and said, well, no, you know, we're reversing it. And this guy's not entitled to anything. The problem is that all takes money. This guy's out 12 grand now because he had to fight this lawsuit. <sighs> What a sleaze! What a sleaze! And what a what a system that allows for these kind of things. Uh. A, a really stern caning would discourage this kind of thing in the future. Yeah, that's what I'm like. I, I just feel like if we allowed dueling or punching in the face, like a lot of this would just come to a screeching halt. Like trial tri- trial by combat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or you know, uh, duels. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No trial by combat. Yeah, I guess that's duels. Whoever wins is uh, is the winner. Basically. I mean, look, I mean, I, again, this guy, 
I'm not saying you know that this guy shouldn't be able to bring a lawsuit. He totally should be able to bring a lawsuit. That's and, what I'm and, saying. Uh, yeah, I would never stop anyone from wanting to bring a lawsuit. It's just to me, like you said, <laughs> I'm sure it, you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, it's just to me, like 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 you said, Tom. I mean, it's it, it, uh, you don't want to see someone abuse the system because then that just increases the costs and the taxes and the headaches and you know just all the bad stuff that comes with it for everyone else. And and it also like you know it, it, it just. It just leaves everyone with a bad taste in their mouth. Yeah. It, it shouldn't be that way. It colors public perception. But, you know, even me and I get these during my oscillations, I realize that's really the only place you can, like, get things set right in certain circumstances. Like, you have to go before the courts to get things settled. And you yeah. you want to hope most of the time they come down on the side of right, you know. Yeah. Um, and then this kind of stuff happens. Like, ugh. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean – Again, you know, we're not defaming you in any way, Mr. Dubrovnik. We're just uh, reading out of this article that's uh, public domain. <laughs> so, uh, you know, don't come sue us or Mr. Zavodnik, whatever your name is. Uh, we're not, uh, we, we're, we are not, we have no ill will towards you whatsoever, sir. Uh, and uh, that's that. Wait, I'm, uh, not allowed, I'm not allowed to say I have ill will towards him or he can sue me? You can. I mean, yeah, you, you mm-hmm. uh, Anyone can sue anyone. You know, so you, all you need is four hundred. Sue you anyway. Yeah, I mean. any, anyone can. Yeah, all you need is four hundred bucks in a heartbeat to sue somebody, basically. Um, wow! Please don't sue so, me. I think you're the best. Yeah, exactly. We we here at the Nerd Shop begins to love you, uh, sir, and uh, <laughs> wish, you, wish you all the best in your future endeavors. Um, last but not least, and sort of segueing into our topic, did you guys know that there are still people that actually believe that the Earth is flat? No. Yes. Like there are, there is a significant amount of people that what? believe that the, earth, the Earth is flat. Yeah, they're called like flat earthers or flat Earth truthers. I thought that was a joke, like the flying spaghetti monster or something. Flat Earth society is a joke, but I, I think that's separate. Like that yeah. was funded tongue in cheek. Yeah. Wow. There are people. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but actually, Neil deGrasse Tyson, who you just referenced earlier, um. I guess was just in a Twitter dust up with this hip hop hip hop guy named Bob, um, who basically told him like, "Yeah, the Earth's flat, idiot." And Neil deGrasse Tyson was like, "Idiot, you're the idiot, you know." About? There's like, you, you know how like ancients like realize other other than like things like the horizon, like one of the big nails in that coffin. I think it was the Greeks or the Egyptians or somebody like they just observed the shadow of the Earth on the moon. They're like, yeah, we're done. I mean, <laughs> like that's the end. Yeah. The fact that it's curved, and then I, I suppose you could say that it was just a saucer that's kind of floating next to another saucer. But uh, then account for the horizon. What's wrong with these people? I don't know, man. I don't know, but these people they believe it. But like, so how are we? How how are we sending rockets up and having them? like orbit the earth like how is that happening <laughs> are we is it, are we faking it yeah you know you know what's funny too is that like just ran, another reason why like i brought the story up was because i was that night that we were at that like nerdy like gaming bar or whatever we just met this random group of people that were there and we were talking and then like conversation sort of slowed up a little bit and they just started talking with amongst themselves and i heard them say and yeah and that guy believes the earth is flat and I was like, what? And they were like, yeah, um, 
we know this guy, and, and he's in this like club, and they, they in this group, and they basically believe that the Earth is flat. I'm like, no, it's got to be a joke, right? It can't be. And she's like, no, like they legitimately believe that the Earth is flat, and they have like a whole group that does it. And I was like, ah, I just sort of discounted, sort of like Brian, what you're saying, like flat Earth society, like sort of like a tongue-in-cheek joke that people play yeah. on you or whatever, like trolling you basically. But then I saw this article late, like you know, today, and I was like, holy crap. There's a whole society of people, you know, a whole group of people that believe that. People, man. I, and those will be our useless eaters of the future. Well, the thing is... Yeah. Okay, great segue. So, <laughs> is holding on to really stupid ideas, but never... Like, it, I like to think intelligent people can't subscribe to such absurd notions. But I've... Met I peep don't see any evidence to the contrary. <laughs> I, well, I, I've I've met people who are who are intelligent and can hold a conversation and can make arguments who hold onto absurd beliefs and viewpoints. And what I think is they know they can't not know. They know better. They know they're wrong, but they don't want to admit it. Like they they've subscribed to this belief system. Like the Earth is flat, for example, and they can't let go. It's part of their identity, so they'll argue and they'll tap dance and they'll battle with you, so as to not to have, so they don't have to admit that they're wrong. Um, but do you? They have to know the the people in that group, other than like the few dupes who were brought in, you know, who were just stupid, have to know that the the Earth is not flat. I, I'm really surprised sometimes at just the holes in people like people i i don't want to call it brainwashing or anything like that but like formative years you can just believe any weird shit and and once you believe it once it's like part of your core like it it just makes sense to you no matter what so you can just like you could just wall yourself off to any evidence to the contrary and just hold on to the belief at that point. I, hmm. I mean, I guess some are easier than others. Yeah. Flat Earth's pretty difficult. We won't get into some of the others because those, those get controversial. But uh, I mean, it it's perceivable from heights, like the curvature of the Earth, like I, whatever. <sighs> It, it is something you can see with your own eyes. Yeah, I, I like don't know. I, I find I find climate change denial to be just about as indefensible. But I can at least see where, like, because that requires more than like simple observation to prove, um, you could have you could possibly be duped into believing it's climate change is made up. But the flat Earth is about as that's about as dumb as you can get. All right, these people have to be left behind. <laughs> yeah. Which gets us into tonight's topic. Now, uh, astute listeners will recall that we sort of touched on a future where the robots have taken away all of the need for toil. And, you know, by robots, we mean robots, smart machines, computers, etc. And we really focus in on how to take care of all the kind of useless eaters, as it were, the people who aren't really going to be producing anything we visited such things as the universal minimum income and, you know, just letting people plug into virtual reality and lock them in closets and all this sort of stuff. We really focused on 
what we assumed would be the majority of unproductive people that just want to like party and hang out and not really do a lot with their lives. And so Cam being what I would classify uh, as a go-getter and, and, and a motivated individual naturally wanted to revisit the topic and talk about what did you put the figure at 20% who would actually be keeping the ship on the right course, the ship of humanity. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I guess 20% probably sounds about right. Okay. So you, you figure 20% of people will be, I, I made the star fleet analogy earlier, but you could just sit at home with like your VR rig and play for the rest of your life and be taken care of by the state and our legion of uh, robot servants. Or you could get out there and, and, and push push the edge of, of things. And so we're assuming like when I imagine that 20%, I imagine intellectuals, you know, business people, uh, scientists, musicians, artists of all sorts, like people that would just produce for the sake of production and would do even more, do so even more if they didn't have to do it to put food on the table and in probably in better ways. Um, that's what I'm imagining. I don't know if that's in line with what you have in mind. No, for sure. I mean, I think it's like mostly people that would probably do it in any situation. You know what I mean? I think you're going to, it would be a group of people that just love to do things, you know, did things because for the love of it, like you said, like some sports, sports artisans, those kind of people. And then I think you'll have a group of people that they just don't want to accept I guess, and I don't want to say mediocrity, they, they just don't want to accept the baseline. You know what I mean? They have whatever it is inside them that drives them to be, you know, make themselves, you know, put themselves at a higher level or whatever. Um, I'm not saying that that means that they're better than anyone. Or, you know, I'm just saying that for whatever reason they have that drive or that fire inside of them that they want to do something. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, I, I can't see it being even more than 20 grand. Maybe 20% is even too high because, like, you know, most people when faced with the prospect of not doing anything, um, <laughs> I feel like most people are just going to be like, all right, fine, I don't have to. No, I'm not going to. I mean, I might take a crack at it for a, a year or two, but uh, I would think I would get bored after that. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Brian? You're kind of silent on the issue. You think twenty uh, percent's the right figure? You think there's going to be these? You take away all the, the the toil. You think there's going to be this percentage of people that really want to get out there and and push things along? I I see it a little bit differently. Like I don't necessarily think everyone has to push things along. Like everyone has to you know improve society or anything like that. But just just a part of me really wants to believe that everyone has something they can be passionate about. Like, I, sure, some people are going to be passionate about World of Warcraft and Overwatch, and, and that's just it. But, you know, continuing Star Trek analogies, think of how awesome restaurants would be when you're used to replicator food, and then you go to that guy whose passion is food, and he cooks eight hours a day, every day, because he wants to, and, you know, like, where can he take that art? Well... But he is pushing society forward. I don't think everybody has to be, you know, creating the next interstellar uh, space program. I think just 
being good at your craft and, and taking pride in your work is has an uplifting effect on society as a whole. Yeah, you know? I would agree with that. Okay, cool. I think, I think we, so, and did you say the 20% is too high, too low? Hope, you know, I, hopeful? I would like to think it's, it's too low if we're defining it by, by those means. If, if a cook can be uplifting, you know, a sculptor can be uplifting, a poet can be uplifting. I, I'd like to think most people, I'd say like 75% could find something, could find something to do. Mm. We need vintners. Well, we do, we do, but I, I mean, I, I, that's hard. I think that's harder work. Like, I think World of Warcraft's more attractive than uh, vintnering, even though it's not a word. Um, Maybe I just, I just can't imagine it because I mean, I love World of Warcraft. Don't get me wrong; I'd play it eight hours a day, but. That's your leisure time. You know, you, you have eight hours productive time too. Or 12 and four or 10 and, you know, whatever. Yeah. I, I guess I have a hard time envisioning what people's motivation is. Like, there are enough people right now. Oh, here we go. We're going back down that dark path. I wanted to just make another comparison today. <laughs> like, look at all these people that lay around and don't do anything. Let's not. Let's, let's, but I will not go down that path. Let's assume that there's a certain percentage of people who would like to push things forward. Let's put ourselves in those roles. So tomorrow, a you know race of semi-intelligent robots and computers takes over all the toil. Like pretty much day-to-day work that has to be done is getting done by them. And they produce enough stuff that everybody needs, that everybody has a share. All, all you could ever need, all you could ever want of the things you need, you can have, right? So you get your housing, you get your food, you get all, all that crap's out of the way. That happens tomorrow. What would you guys do? Um, I mean, I, my life wouldn't change that significantly, <laughs> you know? I mean, I, I think I would just continue to do the stuff that I like to do. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would... But it's, it's hard. It's I think, like, this generation... You'll see, you know, a lot of people that are just like, all right, well, fuck it, I ain't going to work, you know. But there still will be a lot of people that just have instilled in them that they like to work or, or that they like their job or whatever it is. But then my question is, you know, what's that percentage going to be in, you know, three generations or five generations or ten generations? You know what I mean? Like, I think now it's just people are so used to doing stuff that it's sort of ingrained in them when they're growing up. You get, you know... You, you grow up, you get a job, you know, you go to school or you don't go to school or you learn a trade, you get, you, go, you get a job, put food on the table. It's just sort of like what you feel like you're supposed to do. But what happens when you grow up and there's no one telling you that that's what you're supposed to do? People just tell you, hey, you don't have to do anything. Just hang out. Play Warcraft. Get high. Do whatever, you know what I mean? Like, whatever, do whatever you want to do. Um, that will then, I think, I, I mean, I think that's going to cause a lot of people that maybe could have contributed to the world and been those like luminaries or whatever to maybe get lost in the shuffle because no one ever really sort of pushed them to do anything. See, the- <sighs> or that mathematician, that math genius or, or that, that like higher order thinking person is now, 
you know, he might be like, you know, rated number one at, at online game, you know, at Halo or whatever in the world, but he's not curing cancer. He's not like... Our children well, are still going to have school responsibilities, though. They're going to, you know, learn higher maths and everything in, in college and high school, and they can still they? be pushed. Why wouldn't they? I don't know. I mean, like... I mean, are we whole... just going to cease all responsibility? <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, what's the point? What's the point of school if it's not to like, you know? I mean, maybe not like grade school, but like, you know, to learn the basic stuff. But like, what's really the point of of like college, even high school, if you're not going to get a job or work to enable that passion? See, I think I, I want to believe that 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 that's the job of school is to like uh, help people find their passion and want to want to learn more it's like to expose people to things and maybe that would be the role of school like i think a lot of people myself included to a certain extent view school as a vocational training program like you go to school so you can learn skills so you can get a job and then you can make money now the go- getting the job and making money is taken away so the point of school is to enrich you as a person but look at right? the older concept of university you didn't necessarily do that for a job no the truth you did did that because your father was filthy rich and you never needed to do anything in life and you got to make something out of it i mean they didn't have warcraft but they could they had whores i mean they didn't need to do anything that was like like a very like small you know what i mean like that the university was like only open to like the very rich and they went there because that's just you know, they had nothing else to do with their money. And I mean, maybe they did have interest in the arts and stuff, but you know, you did that to be like a more cultured person so that you could go back into society and marry up or or like, you know, take care of your father's estates or, or, you know, whatever it was. How's it different Um, except for the money? Now anybody can do that. Now everybody can do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can learn, you can go and learn, but I mean, I feel like, Joe Public will be like, you know, or Jane Public will be like, well, what do I, what do I need to go spend my time in sitting watching that? You know, I mean, some people yeah. will want to go and learn, but like, I think most of them will be like, well, what the hell am I wasting my time sitting here reading about, you know, Animal Farm or you know, whatever? Like, I, I don't care about this. Like, I, I want to go play uh, Halo or I want to go, you know, whatever, get, play WoW. Uh, yeah, I don't know about most, but a lot of people will for sure. Hmm. What about you guys? What, what passion would you pursue, if any? Uh, I mean, I, I definitely would be in the same realm I am now. I mean, I would love to be involved in, you know, gaming and board games and, you know, not just playing, but in, you know, development and testing and that kind of stuff and, uh, you know, acting maybe, something like that, like performance, something like that. That would be cool. But, you know, I don't know that there would be anything that I would specifically... Because, like, I mean, look, I, I make no bones about it. I went to law school because I wanted to make money. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. If it wasn't, the money was the 100% the motivating factor. It wasn't because I wanted to be some pillar of the community or, you know, bastion of the law or whatever. If I, if that was what I wanted, I would have went and worked for the, you know, public defender's office or whatever, not taken a, you know, corporate job at a big law firm. So, you know, and I did that, and then I 
got what I wanted and I quit. You know what I mean? I retired from that. So it's like, I feel like that's a lot of people's motivation these days is they're only working because they have to. So if they don't have to, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, maybe it opens up this renaissance of people just learning for the sake of learning and exploring for the sake of exploring. Or maybe it turns people into the fat idiots on the chairs in, in, in uh, Wally. You know what I mean? I think, like, this is, I envisioned, and again, we're kind of retreading the same ground, like legions of people in the fat chairs in Wally, a few people like making the fat chairs or, you know, like becoming insanely wealthy, like, right. you know, because they're making this stuff to cater to these people that these people are quote unquote entitled to somehow wealth has to flow to these people who come up with the new stuff, I would think a reward of some sort. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a percentage of people learning for the sake of learning the people who want to like go explore space and stuff. Sorry. Like it's great that you're good at the world of war world of Warcraft, but we need somebody that could like, you know, keep systems working on a spacecraft or at least like have an intelligent conversation with the computer that's doing that sort of thing. Um, yeah. well, well, even in like the star Trek scenario, right. Where their money is abolished, right. There's still class. There's still like a class strata. You know what I mean? Like captain Picard's quarters are not, Anything, you know, like the guidance quarters or, or you know, the, the, the busboy yes. at 10 forwards quarters, you know what I'm saying? There's still, you know, privileges to your rank and, and, and what you've done. So even maybe, it, even though it's not monetary, even though it's not monetary, it's in other ways. Like, where's John Luke getting those, like, old ass books, you know, like antique books of, like, Moby Dick and shit and you know, all the stuff no, that he has? true. You know, the Joe Schmo that's, like, cleaning the floor, like, working on the replicator doesn't have those, I'm sure. You know, so, like, even though there's no money... He's got healthcare still, and food, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But he's not he's not getting much else. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, somebody's still going to be reaping the benefits of, you know, that cl- the class system. Well, yeah, I mean, and... and- Starfleet is regimented in, and hierarchical, hierarchical, I can never pronounce that word correctly, and has, um, I would assume as a meritocracy, like you get to be a captain because you like bust your butt at, a, at the academy and then take tough assignments and distinguish yourself. I would say the replicator cleaner probably is still a cut above the 99% of people you never see. I, now I'm bumping it, up to, bumping it up to 99%. You <laughs> you never see just like the random, like just uh riffraff of earth you know who are who are doing who are up to nothing in particular yeah well a lot of time they'll show like the schools and like the kids and it's like oh i want to learn how to i want to spend my life playing the flute like all right like play the flute but like don't come to me and tell me you want a bigger house you know what i mean like what's your flute doing for, for society <sighs> except you know playing a little music okay great but I hope that's something. Uh, I hope that's something that they address in the next Star Trek. Like, you know, I'm I'm, a, I'm an accomplished musician. That's fantastic. But I want to be a starship captain. Okay, well, that requires other skills that you have to learn. You can continue <sighs> to be a musician, but you have to learn these other skills in addition. Yeah, well, I mean, certainly you have to go to Starfleet Academy. Obviously, I mean, you have to go through that. But I mean, I, I God, I, I hate to know this much about Star Trek. Riker was an actor. Was he was a playwright? Yeah, they did their forty hours, and then they did whatever the hell they wanted. Yeah, but those are like those are passions they had like on the side. I'm talking about like if I just want to be a flutist or a flautist. Well, flutist. 
You know what I mean? Like, I, I totally agree. There's there's a bare minimum, but you know what I'm saying? Riker went to Starfleet Academy. He served on all the you know on all these other whatever ships. He risked his risked his life daily with John Luke on their missions. You, you know what I mean? So fine, I, I you know he can do whatever he wants in his free time. That, that's you know he's earned it. But like you know, Joe Schmo <laughs> back back on Earth, that's just like you know hanging out playing the flute on on a countryside. That's you know on Earth that's being protected by the guys out there in Starfleet. Well, okay, <clears throat> that's we mentioned this last time and. Yes, let's consider the the Starfleet guys. Let's consider the, the upper crust. I think something that we arrived at last time, either in our last episode on this topic or in private conversation, uh, was that like the and I think this is something we wanted to touch on the twenty percent, the ten percent, the five percent, whatever percent of people who are actually like doing the work of humanity uh, would not. Not only would they not mind the ninety nine percent of free riders and layabouts and do nothings, they wouldn't even notice them. They would be beneath notice. You know what I mean? Like, do you think that the? Hmm, I, I agree start, with Cam maybe. like a hundred percent. There's definitely going to be strata. I mean, I don't think. I, look, Picard was a brilliant captain, and he was you know a humanist and all this kind of stuff. He probably didn't know the nozzle cleaner's name. You know, he well, had that, people for that. Like, do you think he ever run into that guy? No, no, no. And, and, but that guy's still making a contribution. He's helping make the ship run. Right. So I don't have a problem with that. What about, like, uh, let me ask you this question. So say you're Picard, right? You're saving the world from the board. You get kidnapped by the board. You get turned into Locutus. Like, you know, you've been, like, your whole identity has just been shattered and, like, you know, you've had implants put into you, like, whatever. You come back to Earth, you're walking down the street, and you see some dude playing a flute. And that guy lives the same exact life that you do. So so I'm sort of taking it out of, say there, say there is no strata. Say, like, your house is exactly the same size house as this guy. You get the same exact food that that guy gets. You get the same exact everything that the guy just hanging out on a bench at home gets and you have been out in space getting your ass kicked all over the place to protect you know earth i how how, how are you going to feel about that i will say one thing we're we're talking about the bottom 1% we're also talking about the top 1% most right. of starfleet didn't get assimilated true most true. of starfleet like, never one, encountered the board yeah. <laughs> only one did but yeah i get what you're saying but but I'm I'm just trying to make like a po- like a like a you know a, a point like if oh, I lean back <laughs> uh, um, you know if you're if you just you know make it uh, so maybe shrink it closer towards the middle if you're you know if you're the nozzle cleaner or you're you know you're someone or you're even just like a, a red shirt you know and you go out and you get all messed up uh, on a, on an away mission and you come back home and you get the same exact stuff that the flutist gets no. Yeah, no way. But who is saying that? I mean, the flutist, flautist, whatever, the the artisan has what they need. They don't have everything. Like yeah, I said, like, they have food, they have shelter, like homelessness, hunger, you know, disease, 
we we can we can abolish those things and still let people slack off. Yeah, like I, I get what you're saying, Cam, but that's so you you come home and like you leave your Starfleet base and you have your assigned home and your assigned district and your whatever you maybe you get choice but you get your like class C you know condominium in a city and the World of Warcraft champion and the you know guy that the, the musician live next to you in, in similar accommodations gets a pod right assuming that you are not given like better stuff because you're in Starfleet and you are just straight up better than everybody else. Hey, uh, what you been up to? Oh, I kicked ass in World of Warcraft. Oh, cool. I discovered a new planet. Um, yeah, I'm going to go back out to space tomorrow. Enjoy your fucking video game. Uh, I mean, I, I don't... I think you probably just pity that person and have... And, like, uh, maybe even have contempt for them. And who cares if they live in the same kind of pod as you? Your life doesn't revolve around, doesn't revolve around the pod and the acquisition of material things. It revolves around being somebody where these people will never amount to anything. Does that make any sense? Yeah, then you're just assigning currency to a different concept. You know what I mean? I don't think yeah, we'll ever have like perfect equality. And, and and I don't I don't even think really that system would work because people aren't. Like some people are lazy. And they have every opportunity or they can have every opportunity and they can have every uh, resource and they just don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. So you should not be equal to someone who strives, 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 strives. Picard deserves the big office. Right. The World of Warcraft champion deserves his pod on Earth and he gets food and no and he's beneath notice. And like if Picard ever like even acknowledges his existence, it's still like just shake his head and walk away. Like, I, I, I just, I don't understand. Like, I mean, as things exist now, there are dumbasses right now on this planet who have more money than us, than any, any of us sitting here, uh, more notoriety, live a better life and are considered better because of their like material advantage. Are they better? You know, if they, if they were born into money or, or what have you or lucked out somehow. You guys keep going down this better path. I don't know if they're better or worse or. No, I, I like better. I, I'm. Okay. The World of Warcraft. I already have like a healthy amount of um, disdain for the World of Warcraft. Like nerd. Right. Like, I, Brian, you this is something. This is a. This has long been a. Uh, I won't say a straw man, but a. A phantom we would, like, you know, conjure up once in a while if we wanted to beat on somebody, right? I'll, I'll go so far as to agree with you on beneath notice, but beneath notice, beneath notice means you don't disdain them either. They live their life. Well, Let them. If that's yeah, really but, what they want for their life, they okay, have so, endless opportunity. They could be anything if they choose to be that. So be it. Okay, so then that brings us back to kind of the, the question. Would the Picards of this future world be willing to subsidize these people indefinitely? Like, could we could we write the human constitution to read, like, you have a right to live and, and be provided for no matter what, I, and have that last forever? I really think the resources 
relatively are going to be minor. I mean, we're going to have a solid infrastructure for hopefully self-driving cars, self-flying cars, whatever. So, you know, having a beater pick them up and take them to whatever is just going to be, you know, three, five, ten cents more mileage for that. They're going to they're going to be out there anyway. So even if they constitute, even if they comprise a majority of the people, their consumption of res- they will not be a drag on humanity as a whole. And and we never stated this, but I am assuming, like you know, resources are are, are plentiful because I th- I think for the most part, if if we had enough farmers, like our planet could sustain the people we have, especially if a lot of them leave for other planets. So I'm assuming no food shortages. You know, right, right. If there's food no, yeah, shortages, a- maybe they get rationed. I'd still feed them, but maybe they get 2,000 calories or, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm assuming no no, no resource scarcity either here for the sake of conversation. And I, um, this is too controversial for me, but I'll, I'll you know, diet, medicine's not really that expensive. People making money off of medicine make that expensive. So I think. Yeah. In, in the utopian future, the, the profit motive will not necessarily be there, but then, you know, we're, I guess what we're always, what we're still grasp, we're trying, what we're still trying to come to grips with is what will motivate people. And that's difficult to, that's difficult to see. I, 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 I don't I think it's back- quantifiable. I mean, you either want to be something or you don't. Tom, you ask him, what would you do? If you could do anything, what would you do? Would you sit around and play Warcraft or would you explore the sea? Would you explore the skies? Would you study artificial intelligence? I, yeah, I'd, I'd do, I'd study. I, I, I would, Why? it would be in a, because like I, because I want to learn, like I have a desire to better myself and to learn not to better myself, uh, in comparison to others around me, but to just have knowledge I didn't have before. Like that is enough of a motivator. If I didn't have to work anymore, like if I became instantly wealthy overnight tomorrow, I would spend the rest of my life like in school, basically. That I could tell you that that would be my thing. Like I would be a, I would be a gentleman scholar in the, I, I not that I would accomplish nearly as much, but I would be a uh, gentleman scholar in, in the European, <laughs> uh, what 16th century fashion with a wig, you know? Um, yeah, just for my own betterment, Brian. I mean, I, that's just what I would do. That like I could just I see that immediately. How can you scenario. convince someone who doesn't believe that of it? What that I would do that? It'd be better if they stopped playing Warcraft 24 hours a day and oh, I wouldn't like I would I I would like maybe mention hey you should you should like try reading a book sometime and. Other than that, you might as well not exist. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, like, um, does that make sense? It's, that maybe makes me sound like a dick, but no, I mean that actually makes you sound like less of a dick. Some shit you said. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, at least you're not erasing oh, them now. <laughs> oh, the, well, no, I'm erasing them. I am erasing them though. Like, I'm like, I'm writing them off. Well, like, okay, writing them off is letting them live. You're not like disdaining them or you know well, diminishing them like if that's what you I want would, here take i would it. i would only yeah you okay good point i would only have disdain for them if i stopped to think about them as long as i didn't have to think about them i wouldn't care um 
but you do get me back to like an existential thing that I struggle with today. I would definitely struggle with in this scenario. What is the point of you? Like, you know, at a certain point, like you're, you're here, you're breathing, you're eating. God damn it. I did, I wanted to talk about the aspirational stuff and here we are back to this again. Uh, <laughs> like I can't imagine again, this is just me and all, and all I would have to do is worry about myself in this scenario, but and we haven't even talked about what happens if human lifetimes get expanded several times over. What is the point of you living 400 years playing World of Warcraft or, or doing the equivalent? You know, like how, how how could you not just like like go lay in a, on a train track at some point? Like there, there's zero point to drawing the next breath. We've kind of talked about this personally, and I don't I don't think I've ever you know admitted it admitted such on the on the podcast but seriously humankind can be wiped out tomorrow there is no point yeah i I guess what goes for the race goes for the individual right just the most bizarre cosmic accident could just erase all of the toil and all of the accomplishment that all of us have ever had and the world would keep spinning like the universe would keep spinning like there, it, it, it's that, that is a pointless argument. Like, well, it could, but we could probably, through striving, like improve our chances of surviving a cataclysmic event, such as some cosmic you know, impact or what have you. And I, I, and the only way we're going to be able to forestall such eventualities is by being able to anticipate them. You can anticipate them by learning about them not by making reaching level 120. But I don't think that meant everyone before us was was worthless or pointless. You know, people get there at their own pace. Yeah, and I'm I'm not I'm projecting my own like internal dialogue out onto everybody else. Like I'm not an advocate of starving anybody out or anything. So, uh Everybody has a right. I do believe everybody has a right to like basics, uh, no matter what. Um, I I, I said this once before, and I'll and and I'll say it again. Do like goat herders bother you now? Do like African tribesmen bother you now? No, but I don't don't think twice about. I don't. They're they're, yeah. I, I don't know if they're really all that great for the future of mankind but i mean I, I wouldn't deny them whatever happiness they have i wouldn't deny them whatever life they have yeah me neither me, me neither i'm just saying like at what point do they become a, enough of a drag that somebody might want to um i don't know Cam. what do you think i feel like i'm being like the the uh <laughs> the hard-ass fascist here tonight yeah, I mean, I, I get what Brian's saying, but that, I mean, that's like such like a small little population. I mean, I think this this will be the majority of the population, the people we're talking about. I think yeah. that's that's why 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 we can't come to an accord. I really hope that is not a majority. My God, that's like terrifying. I I think it will be. I think like most people, to- I think everybody toils because they have to. Uh, most people expend any effort at all only because they have to. Some people would rather redirect their efforts if they could. And it's in that segment, I think we would see the future of humanity. So what do you guys think? 
Cam mentioned a renaissance, a, a furthering of human knowledge, a, a great improvement. So once we're once we're no longer, you know, stuck in running the day to day and having our best and brightest minds, you know, chasing, I don't know, nicer cars. Do you think? Can you see a renaissance coming about? Can you see us like having this flowering of knowledge and accomplishment in the absence of the profit motive? It's funny. It's like when whenever you deny something to someone, it's like that's when they want it. Yeah. You know I mean? But like, I feel like maybe like there will be like people that are just like, holy shit! All right, this you know we need to get back to the roots and figure out you know science and all the stuff where we you know what. But like, I, I, I'm not very positive on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not. I'm not sure what would motivate people to want material things like. Check out this badass sports car I have. Oh, cool! I'm gonna go replicate myself one. Now I have one too. Oh shit! You know, but immediately like yeah. amassing material things becomes like. Pointless. You were in. You were into cars in high school, Tom. Would would the guys you hung around with in college and high school replicate a car, or would they build their own from scratch? Would they find like some beater and restore it? See, here again, the uh, the. 80%er would replicate it. The 20%er would build it. Yes. Uh, Maybe 50-50, but... I think most people would just take the, the, the easy path, man. I don't know. I'm not too sure. So, no renaissance? Yes, renaissance. Yeah. Bottom line. That's what I think people now... I think people now would take the easy I, I think yeah. as, as far as like renaissance, maybe in two, three generations, because so, I mean, I mean, it, it sounds harsh, but natural selection, people who did nothing now would kind of die out. Or they'd have a bunch of kids. <laughs> <laughs> Multiply. Oh, let's not even get into that. Jesus. I, th- I think you would have a separation. It would go both ways. People wh- who are unfettered to accomplish would accomplish more than we've ever imagined. And some people absolutely would do nothing at all with their lives. Like, n- n- no accomplishments whatsoever. And overall, I, I think those accomplishments, like those accomplished people, would, would take us somewhere what okay all right yes i think i mean so. nasa they, they would is take... certainly not profitable but someone fought for it once upon a time right yeah yeah um, all right because well, those people exist certain... what the people that oh yeah yeah that are that, that see the greater good as a motivation was, uh, yeah. edmund hillary wasn't it because it's there yeah Actually, yeah, that, that is the quote, I believe. Is, is that way? Hillary's not the guy that died, is it? Uh, he's dead by now, I'm sure. No, no, no. The, the guy that they, who's the guy whose body they found on like Everest. I don't or something. think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there was some famous explorer whose uh, whose yeah. remains they found like several years back. So. Anyway, all right. Skeptical about the Renaissance in the absence of day to day toil. I think the cold, unfeeling machine will uh, overlord will. We'll sort everyone out eventually anyway, so um, that'll be that. <laughs> anyway, I 
come away with more questions than answered. This was an interesting return to, to the, the concept of the toilless future. I almost wonder if we wouldn't just lose our collective minds if we didn't have to constantly eke out a living. Like, I almost wonder if that's just not how we're wired sometimes. It, it is not how we're wired. We'd, we'd have to engineer that either through adjustment or beforehand. I mean, we're talking about robots happening overnight. That's not realistic. Like, people will have to be weaned from this. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, hopefully our, our leaders are more benevolent than they're acting lately. Because that will that will affect things greatly. We'll either be, you know, subjugated or uplifted. Yeah, and I think... In our lifetimes, we'll see the beginnings of uh, possibly larger mass unemployment as people's roles uh, are, well, as they have no role, <laughs> economically speaking. So many things are changing. And th th this may be a little bit bitter of me, but so many jobs that, that are created these days are, like, meaningless. Like there's uh social media experts are called like what are they called now? Trendsetters. Like trendsetter is a job. Yeah. Well, that's artificial. That like adds nothing. That will go away. Yeah, but like in the industrial revolution, you know, there's all kinds of jobs that people are like, what's a you know line specialist? Right. You know what I mean? Like. I feel like, you know, new jobs get created and then become obsolete. Oh, yeah, time, not to pick know? on the trendsetters, but nah, that, we won't, I don't think we'll have those in 100 years. We won't have line specialists either. I mean. I don't think we'll have most jobs in 100 years. I don't, you know, I don't think, again, by the end of our lives, we're going to see a lot of jobs making an exit from the stage. And uh, I'm not sure what we're going to do with the excess humanity. We Again, we may begin to wrestle with this in our lifetimes. Future generations are going to have a much harder time with it. And uh, I guess to answer Cam's original question, I think I will, I will stick to my line that the few who are productive and who are out there advancing humanity will not have disdain for or... Um, or, or and will not resent the majority of people who aren't really contributing anything because they will not even think about them for half a second. They will be too busy doing great things to worry about the people who are doing nothing. I, I don't think the needed resources for them will will deny anyone who wants it anything. So, I mean, I, I don't think they're yeah. going to be like a draw on society. They may be now. I'm not, I don't want to argue that now. But in the future, when we have more plentiful resources, and especially with space exploration and we're pulling in asteroids and we're farming other planets and terraforming and solar power. and Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of agree. I don't really understand what the point of those people will be. Uh, but as long as they're happy. And stay out of the way. I don't think anybody will will mind. Yeah, they won't. Be I mean, we might okay. need people to like reset the server every once in a while. Like, I'll log off EverQuest and go go reboot the machines. Oh, okay, that's your job. That's your job. You do that every three four days in case something goes wrong. <laughs> sure, we'll find some use for those who want to be useful. I guess. Cam, <laughs> yeah, what's your bottom line on this one? Ah, uh, you know, I I just think. 
the market has a way of just sort of working itself out, you know. So we'll see. I mean, I think if if honestly, as like Brian was saying, if if it's not a drain on someone, then what what do they care? You know, I really hope Tom, like what you said, those people that are in the twenty percent or the whatever, they're not going to care because it doesn't affect them in any way. You know, right. my, my question is, is it, how do you get from that sort of an A to Z sort of thinking though? Like how do you get from A to B, which is how do you create this economy or, or resource pool that does not affect the people, the other people in any way? Like, like where is this pool of resources going to come from? That's going to get, you know, provide for all of these quote unquote useless eaters. What, you know that because that's where the that's where the problem comes in is when someone someone is creating that pool and then they're not getting all of it even though they're the ones that did all the work for it half of it's getting cut up and given given to other people that aren't doing anything well you know what i mean so that's you got to figure a way to, around that and then i think you've solved 90 percent of the problem i think you're yeah i think you're right and that's kind of where we're that's what we're going to be wrestling with in the next few generations as we move away from trade and to a sort of endless producer who can meet the needs of every consumer. Yeah. Um, because I, I don't have a problem with someone sitting around doing nothing all day. That's fine. Do, do That's great. Do it. But the problem comes up when, it, when they're doing that on my dime. And so right. you gotta, you gotta figure a way around. That. Yeah. Well, get rid of the dime and yeah. uh, you know, there you go, you're there, and 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 make or, or make their cost uh, such a small fraction of a dime, as Brian said, that you don't even notice it, and then you don't. I mean, there's always going to be some draw. You'll never get a you know rid of it. They require no resources, but I think we'll have enough to go around. I have my own grim uh, pseudo eugenicist uh, theories as to how that's going to all play out, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I we'll, we'll discuss that in another episode, maybe. But uh, for the moment, I think we come away somewhat optimistic once we get through the rough patches ahead. So good episode. Cam, are you satisfied that we touch on this topic from a different point of view? Yeah, I like it. I always like to talk about uh, people, put people in their places. (laughs) (laughs) No, like... Like there's the fu- there's the aspects of futurism involving technology, and then there's the aspects of futurism that are or, or future thinking involving the like people and their and their purpose, and that latter part it fascinates me endlessly. So if you want to revisit this topic every week, we can. Cool. <laughs> Listeners might get a little bored, but I can talk about it all day. Well, we we need enough episodes to uh, to last into the uh, lazy future. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I think we're ready to wrap this one up with that all out of the way. And uh, I will begin the wrapping. Chicken. No, I can't wrap. I was going to do a little wrap spoof, but I will just wrap up the episode. Yes, not going to happen. Nice. <laughs> anyway, to commence wrapping, I will first remind our listeners they can check us out weekly on iTunes, Stitcher, and the ever so awesome. Google Play Music if you're on an Android device. While you're not doing anything else, uh, like us on Facebook, join us on Twitter and Instagram, add us to your Google circle, and join the Nerd Extravaganza HQ group on Facebook. 
put down those cheesy poofs and <laughs> head on over to nerdstravaganza.com. Check out our website and all the bells and whistles we've incorporated into it. Uh, head on over to YouTube and check out all of our video content, including this video and all of our other game reviews, movie reviews, etc. And jump out of your gaming chair and head on over to your... Well, jump under your gaming chair and pull out your keyboard. Put down put down your remote control and pick up your keyboard. <laughs> send, us, send us an email at nerdstravagains at gmail.com and uh, let us know what elitist assholes we are. <laughs> let me know specifically. <laughs> all right, Brian, uh, with all of that out of the way, take us into the future. Make it so. <laughs> nice. By the way, Picard had total content for broccoli. Yeah, remember Broccoli? He was like, get this guy out of here. <laughs> but he was worthless. He he could not accomplish. So they, they did disdain him a little bit. Like, I mean, no one wanted him off the ship, but they didn't want to hang around with him. Broccoli made it into Starfleet, though, whereas most of these people aren't making it out of their World of Warcraft session. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's where the disdain comes in. He did yeah. deal with holodeck addiction. I don't see how that's any different than Warcraft. Uh, it is identical and he actually missed a lot of work during that yeah yeah jordy was like catching him like in the holodeck like deanna troy or whatever that episode was like a decade before like mmorpgs became a thing and it was like so cautionary (laughs) anyway good night everybody